Cool. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Akash and Friends. Uh, 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 today we have a very special guest who I am very lucky to get into the studio because I didn't think uh, he would be free and he just happened to be in Bombay. So we, we've actually broken the trend of traveling all over the world and shooting this to actually do this at the Habitat in Mumbai today. I just want to say hi. Thank you so much, KK, for coming. Pleasure. Should I call you KK or Karthik? KK is good. KK is good? Okay, cool. So I'm going to call Karthik and... <laughs> I want to start this off with a with a um, clear and open declaration that uh, I think it's about time I revealed that I've had a crush on you for about two years uh, and it's undeniable and now you have the whole salt and pepper going on <laughs> which is just it's melting my heart <laughs> I know when I'm not funny it helps <laughs> no it's that's the problem right if you are not funny and cute I could ignore you <laughs> but you pop on my feed and I go <sighs> <laughs> Fuck it, scroll up, Akash, scroll up. <laughs> you're, you're making, I get annoyed at my sexuality looking at your photos. On that truth drop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but thanks for coming. How come you're in Bombay? Are you here? Uh, let me guess, you're doing a movie deal. Yeah, I'm finished directing a film. My producers are based in Bombay and it's a Tamil film. So I'm here to ingratiate my producers oh, okay so and, and and it's all done is it uh, uh is it what kind of movie is it it's uh, uh it's a superheroes comedy with uh five old people pretending to be superheroes to fool a child huh. <laughs> hey oh man this sounds great <laughs> and you a, just it's a fun film that is getting 80s five 80s star wars from the silver screen back onto the screen because they're making a comeback Nobody will watch them if they're heroes anymore. So let's make them superheroes. So the, <laughs> yeah. Did you pitch this that way to them also? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this thing, come on, this is one, I'm asking you for 25 days of shoot and nobody's ever asked you for 25 days over the last eight years. So hey, <laughs> some total of shooting that you have done over the last eight years. So, oh man, that's, that's awesome. When is, is this, uh, so you just finished production? Uh, I have about four days of shoot left. So I came to meet my producers to negotiate on what we shoot on those four days. So I showed them first cut, which is kind of like, the first cut is is just filled with fat and and it, uh, I got I got bamboo yesterday. Like a trial but, show. Yeah, 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 it was worst trial. Mm. <laughs> trial by fire. Did you watch? How does this work? Do you watch the entire movie with them? Or yeah, I watched the entire movie with them. So I sh I I put in lazy temp music and which doesn't kind of fit the film so I'm watching I'm cringing a bit as I'm watching it and watching them react to it they don't know Tamil so it, they're heavily dependent on my subtitling so right. and they don't understand the context of how big these heroes are where in the Tamil scheme of things so they're watching them like just neutral anybody's hmm. so it's like watching Amitabh Bachchan without realizing he's Amitabh Bachchan he's like hey this is, what a tall guy <laughs> 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 deep voice also. Deep no? <laughs> I think his hair is fake. Though. What's going on? In this? How dare you say that? <laughs> Maybe by the fact that it hasn't moved in six movies. I don't know. <laughs> what gave it away? <laughs> but that I think that's one thing that really uh, sets the tone for this uh, the, the entire Tamil comedy scene. Also, like we we live. Uh, you know, like the 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 regular the scene that's been going on and the Tamil scene, mm. I always describe <coughs> them as those two snakes in the medicine wala 
symbol. So twine shall yeah, so somewhat meet. Yeah, they're they're entwined. They are in the same area, but for some reason there seems to be like this. Yeah. I mean, and I would I wouldn't say some reason. I mean, it's definitely a a language barrier that exists, and then yeah. b the fact that uh, North India doesn't really I don't think acknowledges only yeah. South India and vice versa to some extent. Yeah, and I think that's what. that created such a nice space right for tamil yeah. comedy to just grow and yeah. not be influenced yeah. uh, and not get fucked around with by ye to hack hai and ye to ye yeah. hai and wo hai yeah to where it's the, some of the most independent voices yeah like even the most average like whenever i go to i don't say average but whenever i do chennai open mics and all uh, <laughs> there's always four or five people doing tamil comedy and i don't need to understand it but i know it crushes Yeah, and I know that the timing is on spot, and I know that the 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 character on stage is perfect. You know, craft wise is going really well, and and that isolation has really helped. Yeah, it has. Do you do you feel like it's because it started with you and essay around the same time, yeah. and I don't think anybody else was doing it. There was like Ash Prince in Chennai who was yeah. doing stolen jokes. I remember yeah. that was the only, yeah. uh, mm. and the only reason we knew him is because people would say uh, Ash Prince does stolen jokes, mm. Mm. <laughs> and. and from there to here has been a long journey and that's why i wanted to call you and talk about that journey yeah. because it's did it start with evam or did it start with stand up it started with evam uh, doing um, uh, we didn't have budgets for a play hmm. we didn't have budgets for a tech and auditorium and we had lost a lot of money on doing a very expensive play mm-hmm. and then therefore we took up on the challenge saying therefore the play has to be a monologue mm-hmm. it has to be one actor talking into the mic own script can't play licenses can only afford two lights no auditorium so we we kind of like back uh, in 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 retrospect reinvented stand up comedy for ourselves <laughs> and it was heavily influenced because in 2009 i'd i'd gone to watch uh, um stand up comedy no i'd gone to the edinburgh fringe to watch yeah. we were being avon was being awarded as the best performing arts entrepreneurs of india Wow! So we were receiving This the award. This is 2009. 2009. I was in 10th standard, KK. <laughs> I, I was I was <laughs> in 12th, but I was a I was a gifted genius. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's um, so we went to receive it. So we were funded for our ticket to go to London, so right. we could pay for that. But when I went to Edinburgh, I watched stand-up comedy for the first time, hmm. and I saw a young, uh, probably a 20-something boy on stage killing it. with just talking about what happened the day before in his life do, do you remember who it was i don't remember who he was hmm. but i did uh, because he's not big now hmm. but he was instrumental in just making me believe saying wait a minute why can't our own stories of our own lives become relevant because why are we doing all these classics and at that point of time i think we were doing on a stage adaptation of a chetan bhagat novel because it was so popular ha huh. right so we yeah. were trying to find stories that could sell tickets and never ever consider that my story about what happened with my uh, doodwala yesterday is is equally funny we never yeah. thought of giving that a chance so it started with urban monologues to uh, hopefully identify with the audience right. and we were shocked with the identification it created yeah. it was more identification than funny because we were not so funny we didn't know how to write a joke yeah. but just that you know today when today as a comic right now you write a premise which first identifies with the audience and then it kills right <laughs> i i mean yeah that's that's definitely one way to go about it yeah yeah and you are or at least the the extent to which it identifies or 
or polarizes them Huh. is something you need to be aware yeah, of yeah that that definitely dictates the performance of the joke absolutely yeah. all right so that that is the first thing we we realized was the resonance the material was creating hmm. was huge and after that you could you could knock them with a joke or hit them with a tragic fact right so that the the the, the at all points of time theater was a resonance you're creating a resonance in in the audience and the performer we realized own material and stories of our own lives or perspectives created more resonance than anything so i think that's mm. where we didn't call it we didn't have the guts to call it stand up comedy for about 2 years mm. we called it um we called it solo theater and it's also interesting because comedy always exists with like the, the ecosystem is assumed you know what nobody really accounts for people watching at home don't account for the fact that this joke was done at an open mic maybe 50 100 times yeah and and the reason why you see finished jokes is because there are open mics where kind hearted people come and give their 100 bucks to sit and listen to really bad jokes yeah uh, and i i remember you know manan desai started comedy factory in gujarat yeah and the first time he did a show he didn't have any place to try it out he didn't have anybody to bounce his bounce it off of he just wrote an hour went on stage did the hour probably not the best hour of his life uh, and i mean obviously never the best hour of your life because yeah. it's your first hour yeah how do you when you come from a theater background you you come in a sense where you practice 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 yeah. alone yeah like with your group but alone yeah. without anybody watching you practice yeah and then when you get to the final stage you can hit it out of the park because you've done all this practice yeah. how do you account for the lack of an ecosystem when you're starting out and like you know the, we are the we are we are the peculiar generation of comics who who after 5 years in comedy attended our first open mic in the year 5 we didn't have an open mic until year 5 yeah. we didn't know that there's something called an open mic oh you mean to say audiences are going to pay to watch stupid rehearsals <laughs> where you hit bum notes yeah. i'm like this is this is heaven yeah because we could never ever dream of presenting something on stage that wasn't fully finished mm. because how dare you <laughs> how bloody dare you come and rehearse in front of an audience the the, the idea of the sanctity yeah. of the stage to to the idea of earning it I think is is very prevalent with theater people, and yeah. I feel like the, the hierarchy is both. Yeah. Like even on the back end, there's such a hierarchy, right? Yeah. yeah. And and comedy is the complete opposite of hierarchy. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember I used to, I used to think very early on in my stand-up comedy career, which I didn't realize was a stand-up comedy career at so itself in the first place. I was that unaware. Hmm. I used to think, so what's my costume for this show? <laughs> yeah. I used to costume up. Yeah. I had a I had a on-stage persona until. Three years back, mm. I mean that's how archaic and ancient my thought process was. Whereas, as I got into comedy, I realized comedy is about is about the lack of pretense, mm. right? Today, actually, it's ironic because I have shed my uh, onstage uh, garb, but today I find a lot of comics assuming a onstage persona without changing their clothes. Yeah. They they become this thing on stage and I'm like no this is not what the audience is paying for or the day they find out that you are not like this something's going to something's going to like there's there's going to be some dissonance at that yeah. point of time. Yeah, I can but I know I to reflect on what you said I took eight and a half years or almost you know to of doing this to start thinking of my costume on stage. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Because you're, you're. See this, and and you know this. Uh, five years back, we used to keep hearing this: finding your voice, finding mm-hmm. your voice. You know, like today, unfortunately, and and this is all coming from an uh, from a wiser space because I realize I'm one of the few comics who's crossed forty. 
I've always lost 30 40000 subscribers yeah with each set of videos yeah which is actually good it's like I love a, it it's a cathartic purge which is important very important because I yeah. know that the 5 5 lakh people are there they are they know what I'm talking about yeah and and they're all whenever someone comments this is not what I'm on your channel for I said oh that's unsubscribe yeah kyun dil pe jol rahe ho yaar yeah that that fearlessness is something that comedy affords you because mm-hmm. I think unlike other uh, uh, art forms comedy is so objective in its outcome that you can't deny somebody is good yeah you know in theater you can bring 500 different reasons to tell someone they're not a good actor Correct. but if they're laughing and applauding yeah. you know it's objective objective reality yeah and hopefully you're achieving that objectivity without changing yourself significantly for that show yeah because otherwise you'll have to maintain that identity oh it's really tiring i don't think we any of us are are well off enough to maintain a gigantic palace where we can be something inside and something outside Mm. We can't afford palaces right now. I don't think we can. And ninety uh, percent of the art form is still live, so there is no wall between you and the audience. There is uh, until we put a video out. There is no wall between the audience yeah. and you. So, uh, yeah, it is possible to maintain a persona, but it's it's very tiring. As yeah. you get older, you'll realize shit. This is a lot of dancing to do for for staying alive. Ray, I don't want to dance. But it's so interesting because I think the the stakes also get so much higher as you're older, you know. I mean, at 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 say say for example, to take the example of another comedian, like if you look at another forty plus guy like Atul, Atul has two kids, you know. Well, Atul discovered this at a stage in life where uh, it was cathartic for him to discover. He was he was late to find comedy in life, which is yeah. beautiful because for him a new version of him was born. in in the later stage in his life which is gold for him because he i always feel envious of that fact right because yeah. you already have all the experience that all like, the experience and and plus plus so much more and i think uh, the 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 stage craft is something you can only learn by doing so whether you start at 41 or 18 when you start you're at the same place but the guy who's 41 is 41 yeah because <laughs> i yeah. remember i was at atul's first open mic and then i was doing a spot when atul did his first best in And you know, at 19, I used to think, "What the fuck? This is not fair." And then I realized, "What am I saying? This, I, I don't even know about life." Yeah. And the audience is is all older than me. Yeah. You know, Katul is older than the audience initially, at least. You know, yeah. Now, I mean, he's a- yeah. attracted his own, you know, kind of demographic. But earlier, it was kids, and Katul mm. still crushed. Yeah, because I think with older, you you give less of a damn about things, and uh, that's sometimes uh, conveniently interpreted as swag. <laughs> it's good yeah it's good i genuinely give less of a damn about things now and 
I don't know if if that's good or bad, but it it gets. I do see it being interpreted as he's very much in his skin. I'm like, I don't know any other skin. I'm too tired to dance. Huh. I I can imagine. Yeah, I think yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think uh, and like we were discussing before this also, right? Like nobody's paying for your jokes. People are paying for your POV. Yeah. And your originality. But I feel like at some points, uh, I don't know if you felt this with your audience, but I feel like uh, they they're always like we're with you. You're original. We like the fact that you're this original. Okay, Akash, too original. <laughs> come back, come back. Too original. We don't want this much original. ये क्या? ये तो कुछ ज़्यादा original हो गया. We want more sushi jokes. What is going? Well, sometimes you also confuse uh, audiences for voices in your head. Also, you know, it's like, uh, like you know, I, my audiences are saying, "You're like nobody is saying. Nobody gives a damn. You are the only voice in your head, and you are multiplying and you're talking to yourself. So we live in these imaginaries." social media worlds where we are followers like followers ki followers kya hota hai bencho ha yaar wo jis ke time pe follower the log they followed him i was just watching your special yesterday when you're doing that bit ki wo log 40 saal chal ke gaya aur middle east se middle east google map pe 8 din dikha raha hai It's a good joke, no? Yeah, it's a good I think it, it's also because it ties in with our identity. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I think the first mistake we make is because we are the one telling the joke. You know that idea of I am comic, I am comic. No, you are not. You are a person first. You are a person okay? first, and, and you are person. Try to be a person first, yeah. and then you can be comic. You can be Kathak dancer. You can be waiter. Kuch bhi ho sakta hai. Yeah, and I also feel that you know a lot of people say ki oh, but comedy is the only art form where you can express yourself. I said fuck you, okay? Like, watch a dancer, like watch a ballet dancer. Absolutely. Okay? The only thing is that the art form dictates the boundaries with which you can express yourself. Yeah, right. Correct. A dancer can't talk on stage. Correct. That's the rules. Correct. And uh, the the only difference is comedy was invented by very shatir people, who said we will do anything on stage. Correct. <laughs> That's why everybody has a home here. Correct. Uh, it's the least respect uh, restrictive uh, of spaces, which is why I think it's also the place where the most random people can get in. Can you know get I mean? in. I hope they get in. Yeah. I hope the most random people get in. Yeah. Because otherwise, how else would we ever have met one another? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We were so far apart. Like you are a Micah grad who who has a theater company. Yeah. I am a law grad with an audio engineering diploma. There is nothing we have in common. <laughs> at most, I would have been the sound guy you screamed at during fucking dry run. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that literally, because I have done audio engineering at college. I'm, I've been that guy. Just, I monitor con mera pop pura. That's all I've been. <laughs> hey, on that note, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back in the second half to speak yes, more technically yes, about things. Yes. See you in a bit. If this is the podcast, then you're listening. Thank you for listening to the first half. We'll be right after this. If you are watching the video, then uh, you can click on the second video, which will start right about somewhere now here, etc. See you. Welcome back second half of Akash and friends we are back with KK it's going well in the middle we had to stop because we had to take a break but that's about it otherwise it's been very very spot on <laughs> this has been a great interview by the way i don't know uh, how much you've uh, been interviewed you tell everybody it starts with a crush on you and then it's going very well we know your we know your draw i assure you <laughs> i have not had a crush on anybody else in this podcast <laughs> so far <laughs> but i think that's a, i like to take every opportunity i get to appreciate the the peers i have in comedy because 
our way of appreciating each other is usually shitting on each other mm, yeah you know like that's and i i remember starting out in the scene because of, i mean i have depression and anxiety so when people did that i didn't always perceive it as a positive thing like mm. it would just scare me more and make me go more into a shell so yeah. this whole all the episodes we've done of this podcast have been an increasing order of circle jokes <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> you know the the the, uh, the I used to be genuinely uh, I still am, but I used to be at one point I'm genuinely in in awe of the peers that I uh, of mine because I found so many people genuinely intelligent or funny or sardonic or witty or or ugly and beautiful on stage at the same time. When I used to go tell them saying this was really good, they first thought of it as sarcasm. Like, oh, acha. You'd be like, no, really, I really like this. Yeah. This is because I I'm mostly seeing people in the craft as as peers of mine who I don't possess the strengths of. I'm like, dude, how does it? How do you be what you are? Yeah. And like I told you before, off uh, the podcast also, I'm I'm genuinely mildly envious and and. Uh, jealous of the of the the comedy voice you have found in the last 2 years yeah, thanks man i'm like i'm like uh, what do i have to go through to get that but i'm like i need to find my own my own moment in life for that but it's just so interesting even when it's it doesn't even have to be funny anymore it's so damn interesting it doesn't have to be funny yeah, yeah. that's the and i but it's liberating yeah. for i mean it's i mean i can walk out with six thought experiments you have done with a joke and i'm like wow that joke could have gone in six different directions whereas when you write a lazy joke it can only go in one direction because you think of the punchline first the punchline first absolutely and <laughs> and we don't realize enough that jokes are actually thought experiments all of them all of them they're all i would say even i would go further and i would say they're all arguments yeah finely crafted arguments absolutely uh, and and a little bit of magic thrown in you know not absolutely absolutely your material at the stage right now that you are is filled with like these little um, labyrinths of of a thought and then you put that into a labyrinth and you're like, <gasps> where is it going to go which is even with a simple i mean like a, a lot of people would have watched a, probably an engineering video of yours mm -hmm. that was just gold I was like, oh man! Thanks, I need, dude. <laughs> I need to go back in time and hide some of my old videos. Or <laughs> no, it's just I think it's uh, I think all of us have been through the requisite amount of bullshit to make us great artists. I think everyone on this planet uh, has suffered uh, immensely in 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 some way. Uh, human existence is can never be divorced from suffering. Existence is suffering sometimes. You know, you don't even know why you're here. and you you exist in this world where we are infinitely powerful when you think about it. like i mean this this is what is this yeah this is an amazing upgrade to this is a hardware upgrade to your brain yeah right and and we can communicate over vast distances we can do all of, and despite all the powers we have we still don't know why we're here yeah so for me at least that that's really where the stand up comes from because i feel like uh, that is the one place where life makes sense for me like when yeah. i'm on stage i'm i'm If I'm so at home, you know, there is this. <laughs> whenever I'm hosting a show here, if I reach early and I'm in the green room, I will always fall asleep. Or if I'm doing a spot, I'll fall asleep on the ground here because there is nothing more comforting to me than hearing that in the background, just like the ups and downs, laughs. It's very cold. The ground is soft. <laughs> this is your white noise machine. Yeah, <laughs> it's either this or test cricket. 
नॉट इंडियन टेस्ट क्रिकेट वो लोग वूजला लेके आता है बट लाइक लाइक सम नाइस स्मॉल हैव यू वॉच काउंटी मैचेस पुट एनी वन टू स्लीप सो दैट्स द स्टेज ऑफ लाइफ यू आर ओके हाउ हाउ डज हाउ मच टाइम ऑफ योर डे गोज इन टू एवम I think Avam is um, is uh, well, I was lucky enough to find an find myself an entrepreneurship where um, if you are if I am or if Sunil is has been interested in something we are able to project that into our lives make a division out of it and then see hey, what experiments can be done here hmm. so I think uh, I don't I, for the longest time I didn't consciously give Avam any time mm-hmm. uh, it was just whatever time I gave it was an extension of my life hmm. but I think in the last two years I've been a little more Parsimonious about it. I'm like, okay, I need to give Avam three hours. Yeah. I need to give Avam four hours. It can't, it can't occupy me too much. I want to do other things as well. So right. today I've started to measure that management time I give it as an entrepreneurship because today I feel it can, it can exist a lot more on its own than than me. And if it constantly has to feed off my management time, then it's not doing so well for itself. How, what if you could explain to everyone listening? What are the verticals that Avam does right now? Uh, Avam has a children's education division. Long list, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it has a, a corporate training using theatre methodologies division. So we do we run a uh, a repertory of ten artists who make a living out of doing theatre, but that theatre largely gets applied into corporate scenarios. Right. So we do prevention of sexual harassment, diversity and inclusion using theatre methodologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have a, a, a arts management division, just managing live events. Okay. Today we have a comedy club, so that's become a. a little division on its own so soko the comedy club that we run has its own management team and its own programming yeah. team and stuff like that and of course stand up has become a vertical of its own yeah which is um, a constantly evolving uh, beast because every year there is something that's changing in the business of comedy yeah. that we need to become aware of um, to stay relevant in that business it's yeah. a it's a humongously exhausting um adjustment that we need to make every year yeah i think like, that that's I, but i think that's a good adjustment it's a good adjustment because the fact that it's 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 there is so much flux means it's a thriving ecosystem right it is uh, it's 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 doing things right now it is alive it is it is reacting to every little stimulus social yeah. uh, political everything so it's 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 it has to calm the f- down very soon but now it's just like do you really like, think it needs to calm the fuck down i don't think it can calm maybe i wish it would but i know it won't <laughs> so yeah i am somebody who is a big proponent of disruption i like the fact that everything gets turned on its head every one or two years because i feel like uh, well the the uh, the uh, constant disruption and absolute Silence are two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Entropy right? is also bad. Yeah, yeah. So actually, if it's constantly disruptive, I will only assume that. Ha! Huh, then therefore nothing will change because this. Yeah, तो हो नहीं वाला है. Yeah. तू ऊपर जाएगा, तू नीचे भी जाएगा. I mean, don't take yourself seriously when you go up. Yeah. Because you will have that uh, that uh, absolute abyss that you're going to reach also, which also makes no sense. So <laughs> stop making so much sense of your ride up. I've actually seen people go up and lose their. sanity about things i've seen i'm seeing people going through a rajesh khanna phase right now and i'm like rajesh khanna ka you know a story right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is it's all maya yaar it's really it's, it's uh, i find so many comics 
saying the exact same thing and nobody else only comics who seem to be sitting back in the chair ah yaar ye to sab mom hai yaar it's yeah because i think it's it's the training also when you're a comic you are uh, by default 25% more cynical than the rest of the room or not cynical as much as aware of the truth aware we need to call the bluff on it because mm. calling the bluff gives us a punchline yeah so we are used to calling the bluff on things but sometimes we are not able to call the bluff on ourselves that's the tough part that mm. finding that voice wala problem is when we are not able to call the bluff on ourselves mm. i find i think we as just as human being is a difficult species we are not able to call the bluff on ourselves but we are able to call the bluff on the political system sexuality social topics yeah. my relationship with my wife and my all that we are able to call the bluff on i think i have a theory on this okay because we spend so much time looking at ourselves no but it's usually because uh, the the phone ka screen is on hmm. so we're not really looking at ourselves we're looking at what the camera sees of us wow you know what i mean huh. we're not really if if you look at it with a close screen is when you really look at the person yeah that you are yeah <laughs> and that's when you start to think what the fuck am i doing with my life yeah. if if there's a no camera- i i think we're today i mean our phones are guaranteeing us that we don't see ourselves we just yeah. see s- people reacting to us yeah did you was it a conscious decision like when i say conscious decision i don't mean in the sense of obviously starting even was a conscious decision but but when it comes to you know setting up a new vertical is it has it been like is it something that you do your homework and then you're like okay this is a segment that's underserviced and we should go into this or was it just like i think it was yeah it was definitely finding a segment that was underserviced or finding a segment that is that has potential and uh, we we should start uh, looking into the space because pure theater performance of theater will not make us money yeah application of theater will and i don't i see stand up comedy as an application of theater a lot of people call it a its own art form i'm like no it's theater it's at the end of the day it's a it's a dark room and it's a it's a character behind a mic hmm so it's it's theater so i see it as a as an application of theater right so so yeah we were i think we had to compulsively find new uh, divisions that we had to get into i mean the fact that it became a division was is a very management thing to do mm. but to enter into those spaces was sometimes a compulsion saying maybe this gold here yeah maybe this gold here maybe yeah. this gold here because uh, it's difficult to make a living on on the performing arts mm-hmm. we have been at the probably at the cusp of constantly finding what the new uh like you know explorers saying what's is there money here is there money here because yeah. i have bills to pay i have people to fend for yeah. i have electricity uh, bills yeah. to pay i i run an office yeah. which itself is peculiar in the performing arts space yeah. to run an office yeah so i, I find it you know uh, there's almost a uh, aggressive resistance yeah when an artist uh, you know if i if i'm talking to some comedian friends i'm like yeah but you have, you have to check your demographics and they're like hey tu ye kya business leke aa raha i'm like but So is it a crime to want to make money also on the side <laughs> like it can't be right yeah i mean yeah. i think if anything data and analytics improves my art form yes you know i can i can curate who comes for my show if i'm if i'm missing a segment i want my audience to be the most well representing audience of you know it has to be a good cross section of society yeah so by not studying my demographics not studying the analytics i am kind of ignoring this whole segment of people who 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 i could spread whatever i am trying to spread to that's a beautifully uh, that's a very wise perspective to to understand the mechanics of business i would take a much more ghati approach which says that i want to be able to make money of this so that i can do more of this huh the only way to do more of this 
is if I keep making a living out of it. Because yeah. if I make a living out of it, then nobody will disturb me from allowing me. I wouldn't have to take somebody's permission to do this. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I can run a family doing this instead of having to run a family and then do this on the side. Yeah. So I think it is that that you bloody well try and make a living out of it because then you can do it can be a part of your life. Yeah, and, and, and but I think but see there's the that also causes problems, right? It does. Way. It does because I I want to make a living doing stand up and predominantly it does. Thank, thankfully, I have been able to. But that entails. A dance that you need to do, and an acceptance internally of that dance. But as long as you're aware of the dance, yeah, aware that it's a dance, yeah, that is the and yeah. that can be tough sometimes. Uh, because even if you're aware of the fact that you're dancing, to separate the identities internally and and not beat yourself up over that fact, yeah, it's so hard to get used yeah. to. Yeah, but and you come from like a background where you did movies which is considered like in for the intelligentsia of this country that's the bottom of the barrel but obviously rest of the country then of course intelligentsia things everyone's an idiot uh, but but when you're coming from a film background which which is always going to be massy and what most people i think don't realize is when that much money is at stake it better be massy right like it has to sell yeah but then reconciling that with your voice like has that been a difficult task for you it was difficult as much as i always knew that i was a, a thinking feeling individual but uh, as a, an actor you're not expected to be thinking and feeling as an individual your your people are surprised that you have an opinion yeah. and you're putting it out on a mic in the form of entertainment mm. i think people are all shocked by that i wasn't shocked because i knew that wait a minute i was always this guy it's just that on on a film set i need to read the lines that you have given me mm. per se um i i think I, the the way the film industry reacted to the stand up comedy that i was doing was very interesting they were like oh you're all have to say this i'm like oh like yeah correct as actors we are always waiting for permission to say something yeah because a writer has to change the world the director has to allow it we need to be we are never and and the more popular the actor which i never had to suffer from i was never a popular <laughs> actor the more popular the actor the more metered they are about what they say yeah and therefore technically uh, ironically and or maybe um uh, like uh, very very uh, yeah ironically no actor has an opinion today they're all waiting for give me a line to say yeah uh, what's my opinion but on I think the latest conditioning uh, also no like I, i i see i don't have much acting experience but i've done maybe two acts mm. you know i was once a lead in an ad mm. and it really fucked with me cuz i came to the shoot and then somebody received me <laughs> they took all my bags away from me yeah and they walked me to a place all yeah. the staff is parting ways for me I'm sitting in one AC room alone. Nobody's yeah. there. All the other because uh, I at some level the the system thinks you're incapable of doing any of these things. Yeah, I uh, don't think you can carry your own thing. They, I don't think they you give can, a bib yeah, when yeah. you're eating the food. Yeah, yeah. You know, somebody even feed it to you. Huh? If if yeah, literally yeah. they were they're yeah. like, sir, yeah. do you want this? I'm like, no, 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 no. I can. Yeah. Somebody's touching my hair constantly. Yeah. Somebody's yes. touching my this. Somebody's and then and then I'm transported. Yeah. to this place i made to sit in this chair and everybody has been there since 6 in the morning west most most powerful uh, image of that was when you get the shoes somebody will wear you put your laces for you the costumer will get down and put your laces you'll be like <gasps> and if you are if you are less aware you'll be like wow respect this is what respect is all about i see used to see it as a lack of respect i'm like you to sochta ki ye bhi nahi kar sakta hu kya main ha हाँ तू अपना लाइन नहीं बोलता है तो ऑब्वियसली वी हैव टू ऑल दिस फॉर यू मेबी यू हैव टू फीड यू गिव यू अ बिब एंड वी हैव टू लाइक हाँ वी हैव टू आई फाइंड इट रियली फनी इज आई थिंक इज इट अ 
this is a theory i might be crazy but i think like in india the emphasis has always been so hard on looking a certain way to be an actor hmm. that we have this breed of gorgeous looking dumdums yeah who in all likelihood can't tie their own laces yeah you know so then when non dumdums get an opportunity to act like i mean i have no standing being an actor yeah. i would say the only reason i get acting work is because i have a recognizable face because i tell jokes and of course that involves a great degree of acting and i've done theater enough to i mean that's what you know what you said made so much sense to me because i apply so much i learned in theater there but uh, for me to th- like for somebody to like you know i'm not a dum dum i know what you're talking about you don't need to a director has said like acting the director is acting the line for me yeah i'm like what must you deal with every day <laughs> yeah there is no incentive for an actor to think there is no incentive Yeah. No. In fact, sometimes you're disincentivized from thinking because if you think you come up with a thought and that is not commercially viable, then you have shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> so um, there is there is no incentive for I was so I wouldn't say that actors are therefore dumb dumbs. They're like they don't have an incentive to think. So their evolution in the thinking paradigm of things it doesn't exist. Right. Imagine an actor who loses their uh, great physique in one year. the world will make them aware of it yeah imagine an actor who loses iq points you will never be aware of it yeah cuz he never even has to say what he has no, to no, say right? yes. oh man that's very yeah yeah and they have actors have personal secretaries pr agents who do a look designer has um these courtesans who do everything who run the bureaucracy around the artist or uh, an actor is takes care of every single need of this yeah like you today for a for a middle class person to run a, to manage a keto diet you either have to be in bandra or you have to invent uh, like food items that don't exist I've in the world i've been trying veganism I'm, i can yeah. relate very hard yeah yeah so whereas bandra will give you that because there are 20 actors here who maintain a keto diet because they have an ecosystem around them that maintains the diet for them yeah so therefore they're not incentivized to to evolve but do you ever feel afraid that 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 so to give you an example i you you've seen me go through sizes over yeah. the years yeah. and every time you see me i have a different look completely i get so much comment mm. about how i look yeah like i put out a video and half the comments are patla ho gaye yeah or or bagal mein pasina raha whatever is they've noticed first yeah I get worried that it'll. I'll start doing that. Like I'll, I'll, I'll accept. Like I'll start becoming that person. But we are that person. We are always that person. That's the first thing that comes to us as a thought. And I don't think we go. Sometimes we don't go beyond the thought. But sometimes we go beyond the thought. When you are unable to go beyond the thought, then you're probably stopped evolving. But we are that person. First thing you'll be like, "Acha moti ho gaye." Right, like, like I see myself right now in the last year, and like, shit, I've put on weight. I see it. Oh, I see. <laughs> That's just your crush. You're just blind. <laughs> Don't let love blind you, and get into toxic relationships like this right now. <laughs> yeah, but I think that that's a part of. We have to be aware that we are first very, very 
like superficial. Yeah, superficial. I think this, the greatest joy lies in this stupid superficiality of our lives on a daily basis because genuinely what we most of what we do doesn't really make a bloody difference and we pretend like it does. Right. How superficial is that that yeah. we pretend that it does or we we think it does. Karthi you're getting too real. We have to stop this podcast <laughs> right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to listen to that you guys. <laughs> You can Truth cry now. Truth of life. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> when when you are growing, mm. uh, one of the things I've realized is, um, I mean, obviously, comics are very individualistic people, and we are very self-centered, and it's almost part of the job. Uh, which no, I've noticed. I, I, oh, no, yeah, that, yeah. You know, it's become cool for a comic to say, "Oh, it's a very lone art art form." I used to enjoy saying that. Isn't it a lone art form? No, it's it's lonely only when nobody gives a damn about you, mm-hmm. and after a point, it becomes a very crowded art form, and you need to learn to isolate that crowd and learn to be alone. Mm-hmm. We complain, like, oh, it's a very lonely art form. Mm, no, actually, it's not. It's not. It's it 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 can't exist without being in that society, mingling and being able to. You can't become aware of yourself unless you see somebody else being different. Yeah. because you think this is the way things are but all our premises all our thoughts are voiced to the people and their reaction and their uh, is what validates our thought right yeah, so it's not a lonely art form it's actually a constantly you have to constantly intermingle with society in some fashion and mm-hmm. find yourself as an outsider or as an agreeer or as a you ha- it's not yeah. a lonely art form it just sounds so cool to say that it's, but i would say i think the loneliness comes in in a different aspect in in the sense that from from the moment of inception to the moment of execution i am the only one who's really privy to what's happening mm. um that's one angle the other angle is i mean uh, i've toured i tour i think more than most of the comics right now because i just constantly go around and around in circles mm. it gets lonely there mm. where where it's you know you just uh, sometimes you know i'm on a college show circuit you know 11 college shows and no opening act also just mm. remote colleges everywhere and then yeah. in the 12th one i see one comic opening from me from a local and i'm like you will not leave my side <laughs> yeah because well, even the no, people we like for instance to. i don't think that's different from a corporate world where you you get the perception that there are 12 colleagues in 12 cubicles hmm. but why don't you think of that colleague who's in who's also touring another obscure city in america at the same time as your colleague as the other cubicle right so you are a you are an ecosystem of colleagues and i think that the fact that we all have that that either a bitching room or a little <laughs> micro group that we talk to or or somebody saying hey how is that auditorium or how is that city to perform at right. I think that makes you feel like actually it's not such a lonely art form. Right. It's only lonely when you when you get into that that self deprecation of saying nobody gives a damn about what I'm doing right now. The truth is yeah nobody gives a damn. Because we go through that high of everybody laughed at my joke and then when I went and back home silence. nobody was saying anything to me at all. Ah. that is that lone that that delta between oh my god everybody cared about what i said and then when i went back home nobody gives a damn about me yeah i think that's that's the delta that delta makes yeah. you feel lonely and it's mm-hmm. very exciting to romanticize that loneliness and therefore i think today comics are romanticizing um, just that feeling of you know i am a voice i am we are we have to always realize we are bloody clowns and that's magnificent Yeah, that that I must agree. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. Magnificent clowns, and we should love being a clown. 
Yeah. Who else can tell the king the truth except the court jester? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's beautiful. It's so funny, you know, I've been doing this podcast this I think it's the 12th or 13th episode we're recording. And every episode I've done always circles around to gratitude. Like it always comes back to the idea like of of or whatever we talk of we bitch as much as we want about our jobs but it always comes back to that par maza aata hai kya best hai like you wouldn't trade it for the world. I wouldn't trade it for the world. This is one art form that has changed me more than I was able to manipulate it. it's manipulated me more in a good way yeah and um, it has made me uh, more aware of my own follies than ever before and i'm so grateful for it because it it i'll never let this art form go hmm. i may stop performing for a while or i may stay in the circuit not stay in the circuit but this art form is so powerful so beautiful nothing could have changed i mean it's difficult to change human beings yeah. but this art form changed me and i was one of those really uh, i'm by saying i was maybe i'm assuming that i'm not but maybe i am it's really difficult to deal with hard to change oh my god is so bullish in his perspective and he doesn't change his mind he can debate he can argue comedy is one thing that that made me softer quieter and today i feel like i'm a person with infinite opinion or zero opinion and right. i don't care about my opinion so much finally yeah let's make a joke of it that's fabulous <laughs> and you've not been alone on this i mean you started off uh, i think so essay and you uh, did did essay start as essay started after you yeah we were all the same we were all part of it yeah yeah so and essay started a year and a half after me i was probably the first uh, comic in chennai to do a one hour set in 2009 in some obscure space and mm-hmm. and i was like wow this is some powerful solo theater or some shitty comedy <laughs> one of the two things and then a year and a half later i think we got navin richard in we got uh, sa i think there was two or three other comics at that point of time who all came in and then they all disappeared but uh, i think all of us have kind of like stayed in that in that race as such and how has that relationship been in the sense of uh, you know usually uh, and this is not indicating uh, anything but like just looking at history when collectives uh, break apart it's usually on uncomfortable terms or not not always on the best terms but i feel like there's such a nice whenever i talk to uh, baggy or i talk to essay about you know y'all it's such a nice working yeah. relationship yeah uh, and and did that ever like did that ever feel like a a thing that would get into the way because you're both targeting like a regionally yeah. set yeah you know so how how was was that easy <sighs> as a conversation the professional part of it i think we have we keep i think at some i don't know i can't speak for him but i keep remembering a time when we didn't do this for money when there was no money there was no money there was no money so i think when when that little that first generation of 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 compadres who did this together yeah right we have bombed together we have done great shows which nobody cared Private about shows, uh, like <laughs> everything so i think that is what binds us not mm. today's who's doing better who's making money who's selling out a show who's not selling out that is i think we have gone through enough moons to realize that that is ephemeral yeah today if you're making money just save it <laughs> whether you're saving it or i'm saying it somebody bloody save it yeah. because it is all going to help us in the longer term per yeah. se uh, but that that feeling that all of us are fallible all of us have seen each other bomb mm-hmm. all of us are uh, have seen each other uncertain looking stupid i think that that sense of vulnerability that we have uh by default seen each other. we've seen each other naked in that sense yeah. 
you will always remain um connected at some level at a very deep level which which is the most respectful thing at all points of time wow that was such a nice answer hmm. i'm a follow up only hmm. like that they, completely... they will not be able to answer it so well <laughs> <laughs> I am so looking forward to that interview now. Ese <laughs> <laughs> beat that you bastard. Are you Hey, bahut asa the. Are you working on a special right now? Uh I'm actually working on no special right now. I'm releasing an older special of mine online this year. Okay. And that leaves me absolutely bankrupt, which means I'll have zero jokes in my bank. Best place to be. Best place to be. So I'm looking forward to releasing that by uh June and then uh let's see where my joke comes from. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's yeah. you said the Seinfeld documentary, right? Comedian where he dropped everything and he started from scratch. Yeah. It's the most reformative experience uh, that yeah. you can do. Yeah, and this this show of mine that i'm putting online is a, is my has been my uh, fallback go to corporate set everything in the last two and a half years right as i perform it i know that it's going to be incredibly popular but damn bloody boring for me to do but it's going to pay me some money and that's where i gloriously send it out into the digital world and i am absolutely bankrupt with absolutely no jokes yeah and i'm looking forward to see what i will write next maybe i'll write nothing and that's the fear with you, which you start with is this something you decided after the last special immediately or i think the last special of mine was was very important to me the blood chutney was was life changing of the two specials of yours that i've seen yeah. i think i i thought blood chutney was i think honestly i'll be honest with you i didn't couldn't get through the first one uh, yeah I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah references absolutely. aside absolutely. as a comic i couldn't get through the next one absolutely. blood chutney i was glued i was like Oh, oh, oh! What is he doing? What is he doing? What like it was a yeah. constant feeling of yeah. he's not. He doesn't do this. Why yeah. does he? Yeah. I, did yeah. the audience like it as much I, as I, I like? The audience understood at all. They were like, "Ye kya syllabus hai? Ye kyun aise kar raha hai? Ye, ye acha ha, but kyun? Ye, ye kya?" So it was absolutely new for them, and uh, it will later be hailed as one of those. Oh, it was ahead of its time kind of bullshit. which is the worst thing to hear later because you know oh bastard you didn't like it when it when you watched it that's the way of saying it's ahead of its times but it was true to the shit i was going through in life at that point of time so i love the fact that i could i could not just make i could make funny of it for myself yeah so whether it was funny or not to the audience was at that point of time mm, secondary to me and that was very liberating hmm. and uh, i respect the writing that i put out in that show and therefore the the show that i'll put out right now which is damn funny and damn popular is not funny for me at all yeah i'm going to do it i'm openly telling you right now i'm i'm doing it with just that's the dance just the dance it's the it it's paid me so well in these corporate shows uh i don't know what my next what my next funny is i don't know i don't know and i'm scared to find out that i have nothing left in me also <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's it's, go- it's it's good to know that. It's good to know that you may not write another joke. But let's see. I don't know. Do you was it you announced the special I think earlier only in the year. Yeah. Did it come like I felt like it because it felt like it came to you at once. It 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 felt like one day you were sitting mm. and and you were like I need to address this. Yeah. and i don't know how to and i think to address the end the first 50 minutes was like padding yeah 
just so that you could do that and yeah. about marriage and you said the most relevant line i've heard like in a very long time which is the you know in a marriage both people feel oppressed and nobody knows who's yeah doing who's the oppressing the on yeah. the other yeah and and i felt like so much relation in that moment i'm not married but i feel like that is every human relationship yeah everyone feels like they are shortchanged yeah in the relationship they are in everyone feels underappreciated and and overwhelmed uh, at the relationship that they're in yeah uh, and and then you did this great close and then you know obviously the the burning question in you know, amongst everybody who who's in the tamil speaking population was whether or not you'd gotten a divorce which is yeah. i think a ludicrous like it's just the the lack of shame <laughs> yeah that people have yeah. so aisa ka tere private life ka batana par yeah yeah right and and you addressed it gorgeously and you said it's none of your fucking business and i was fucking yes this i love this special yeah. and then everyone got up and clapped and like yes yeah. i love this special yeah. and then the announcements about love and empathy and understand and i was like mm. yes i love mm. this special mm. and then randomly you did national anthem at the end yeah yeah <laughs> so now i was in a blue mm. i was in a train mere ko khada hona pada you were yeah absolutely <laughs> why does your special end with the national anthem that special ended with the national anthem because a it was uh, it talked about the somewhere in the middle it talks about the hypocrisy of standing for the national anthem yeah. in a movie theater yeah and uh, so uh, i toured that show and i did about 60 shows of it across the world and uh, 40 shows i got a standing ovation because it the show was good and 20 i got because there was a national anthem at the end of it so <laughs> <laughs> it was i felt like those 20 times where they didn't give me a standing ovation and they fucking had to stand was i thought it was extremely sarcastic and funny and hilarious like yeah. i got a standing ovation because at that point of time all of us used to put up selfies of standing ovations i yeah i right i, I was yeah. like wow let's this is if i yeah. don't get a standing ovation they will do it they will have to do it anyways <laughs> you know i so missed take the, that bloody <laughs> social media world i will show you proof of 100% standing ovations for this show. <laughs> so I I actually got only 60% of standing ovations and 40% I fair fudged. India got. Yeah, India got. <laughs> India deserved it. Take this. <laughs> yeah, the first time I got a standing ovation was 2 days after I got dumped from the most serious relationship I had. And uh, it was a, I I think that's one of the biggest moments in my life because I I firstly though I have Like I had gotten a ovation before, standing ovation before, and I had was like, "Fuck, just shut the fuck up and sit down." Okay, I yeah. know how good it was. Yeah. And between that show and this show, one huge change happened in me, where I realized who the fuck am I to judge if somebody else liked my work or not? Absolutely. Okay, so if somebody claps, you how don't vain them... are you to yeah. judge that? Yeah. 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 So I said, "What the fuck am I doing? I need hmm. to let them express themselves." Hey, mosquito. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Every time I shoot a podcast, there are mosquitoes. Why? Why is this? It's a unique demographic that we are now targeting. <laughs> but apparently, but I I heard this demo this strange natural habitat fact that Bandra does not have mosquitoes. Huh? Pali Hill doesn't apparently. Huh? Yeah, it's um, I have been told this. You have been told this. Mm. No, I have been also told many things. Mm. Don't believe things, bro. <laughs> don't don't believe. <laughs> so, this time I get a standing ovation, and it is two shows back to back. So, mm. I'm first show I get a standing ovation. I'm very like, wow, this is very interesting. And uh, I I found out because I went backstage, mm. and as soon as I got off stage, no, I literally went into fetal position and mm. was very sad. And then the guy opening, I come steps on myself, go out there giving you standing mm. ovation, and I was like, oh my god, this is amazing! Thank you very much. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. Fuck off, next show has to start. Yeah. And I go backstage, and I don't know who to text. Yeah. That I just got my first standing ovation, and I'm distraught. Yeah. At the idea that the one person I would have texted. Yeah. Is not in my life anymore. Yeah. 
and then i do the second show i get done with it and and i go back to the hotel i'm depressed all night i couldn't sleep next day morning 8:30 in the morning i am just about to sleep and my mom calls me and says how was your show and that's when i realized yeah i could have just texted my parents <laughs> you know <laughs> what is wrong with me <laughs> how 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 fucking narrow is my perspective of life that i just forgot that there are these people who who made me from scratch manufactured me they who they, have been giving you metaphorical standing ovations all your life and you didn't bloody notice yeah how oh, I, i never realized <laughs> they standing by you every day is a standing ovation that they are giving you and we don't bloody notice it has that been the case with your family or yeah. did it involve some convincing no i think my parents have uh, constantly been like pillars rocks behind this entire journey i i i think they they are so fond of me that they tolerate every up and down in my life uh, as such i mean but uh, again what choice do they have <laughs> they have only one son <laughs> no, my mom has very clear parameters huh. she like if you do xyz i'm disowning you i don't give ah, a shit ah. certain things she feels very strong about like ah. for example uh, one of her th- she says if you uh, ever like you know she has a big her pet peeve is uh, guys who cross dress on couple hmm Okay. It like I've seen. I'm. I. She's rarely mad. My mom is an adorable. She's four feet nine, dude. She's, oh, that that angers her. She's. I've. She's red. Wow. She's red. She's, she's like, a very intelligent comic. She's then. screaming at the screen, saying, "How is the sari the joke? Hmm. The sari is not a joke. Actually, yeah. she's. You know. So she has very definite uh, taste, and it it started off with them completely opposing the idea. and then it now is ending with them giving me legitimate uh, effective usable feedback on a lot of the jokes wow they have changed more than they've they have changed more than change. i have yeah, for sure fabulous. fabulous which is which is worth so much more to me because at their age oh. they didn't have to change shit in that sense my parents haven't changed at all poor poor them <laughs> we'll make them meet <laughs> they've always been supportive <laughs> maybe they just don't care in a very spiritual way like kuch bhi kar lo entrepreneur actor everything is all useless in any way yeah maybe yeah supportive by ignorance i think you don't have kids yet no i don't kids? i don't yeah i i don't know acquire a few yeah maybe yeah, marry a divorce or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> did you ever come out publicly and talk about whether you're divorced or not yeah i i, I mean i had to later because my wife announced she was divorced <laughs> oh my god damn talking <laughs> <laughs> she went hate it when the other person <laughs> so she beat me to it so um but you're wearing a wedding ring is that a wedding ring it's my uh, my wedding ring to myself <laughs> yeah this is married to the craft yeah i had to let that go and then i felt just like empty there like damn putting this on i feel like it makes sense because that way i know not too many people are hitting on you and i still have a shot <laughs> it's a deterrent this, to other people i bloody well remote right now this is sending out the wrong <laughs> thing <laughs> i'm sorry man i didn't want to make you uncomfortable <laughs> but i'm actually in a stage in life where i, I don't want to be hit on i'm like just leave me alone i'm just yeah i just let me do my shit. shit out myself right now but with so. you it must be very difficult like i mean i feel like uh, uh, i have two barriers you know when it comes to being attractive to the audience uh, one is how i look and the other is how um, the things i talk about because you might think i'm hilarious but if mai bagal chatne ka baat kar raha hai na to it mm. becomes instantly a mm. turn off mm. for the audience mm. is that like a you are you must like your i mean you know you must get it's a lot of it's an impediment in comedy 
It's an impediment in comedy. Yeah. It was always a social currency that I I that I enjoyed that I was not I was not deserving of enjoy because it's not like something I earned. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, like but where, let's be honest. Staying in shape is something that you do earn. Uh well, I I realized that only when I when I lose shape occasionally I'm like oh shit it was important to stay in shape. Hmm. So I think staying in shape is is more difficult as you cross the 40s. It's really a struggle. Mm-hmm. All right so on that sense yes but as far as comedy was concerned good looks or being perceived as having good looks uh, is an impediment is an impediment because they don't find it easy to laugh at you they don't find it easy it's mm. um it's strange but true it's um because they don't feel your pain so much when you say i had this issue and i got dumped they'll be like ah tu kya dump kya dump tu je kyo kisne dump kiya that's low line ha but yeah. so that they're always crediting you saying ha but you have social currency you i lost all my money but you have social currency <laughs> so looks are social currency that is invisible to the person with that currency yeah. so it's like uh, the entitlement is you're invisible to that you can't see it yeah. uh, but uh, therefore people don't cry about your pain and most comedy is when they can feel your pain right uh-huh. and therefore when they don't feel your pain they don't laugh they either think that the pain that you're talking about on stage is concocted or you have just just blown it out of blown it out of proportion or it's like uh, first world problems or so it's it's difficult to call out humor do you feel like acknowledging it up front makes it any easier <sighs> like what if you go up and say listen i know i'm hot but can you please can we get past it but that also is difficult because that can piss people off saying oh so cocky oh wow kind of thing so it's 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 a difficult one to acknowledge per se but i think doing a special about the social benefits of of being perceived as good looking itself is a is 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 a premise Hmm. that maybe uh, a good looking person can do probably i don't know i'll maybe. call kanan yeah uh, kanan should do it absolutely <laughs> and i think he does it right now in his current special where he's put on a little weight in titar no yeah, yeah. and uh, he's i think enjoying the benefit of of converting that into material uh, you know what really sucks about this podcast the only thing i would say that sucks is that it ends with me realizing i won't get to see you do stand up for a while now <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you will see me do that old special and put it up on Come on do Mike's Karthik. Yes, I should soon. <laughs> It's about time. I should soon. Yeah. You know all yeah. the people I started doing comedy with, uh, they all became very popular and I'm very glad that they all succeeded, but it used to make me so sad. Ki I go to open mics and I never see them anymore. Yeah, yeah. I and own a comedy club right now. I haven't yet debuted on that stage. What? It's it's 200 and no, it's 120 days since it started. I still haven't done stage time. <laughs> that's the stage i'm in like please do it before i do it yeah <laughs> some strange landmark but do yeah. half an hour half an hour we'll do half an hour i don't have 3 minutes worth of jokes that's perfect <laughs> that's the right time to do half an hour <laughs> if you had if actually you had a, that's true yeah it is that's true because it's like if you have three lines that you know are three lines that you have then that's your beginning middle and act one correct. act two act three correct <laughs> yeah i'm going to wing my next special oh Yeah. Please do. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. You heard it here first you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have I have absolute ignorant uh bullish stupid confidence to be able to wing it to an audience. 
I should just use that without material. I think that's the one of the strongest things that a comedian can have. Yeah, yeah I have. Uh, I can hustle an audience without a joke. I can bully them into listening to me, <laughs> and say, "Now laugh." Ha! Good. <laughs> I'm an. I'm an very, it worked, very, though. very. It fucking worked with me yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm an. I'm an. I'm an asshole alpha energy on stage who's just sweet enough to. make you laugh and not feel so bad about it <laughs> so sometimes the, my online trolls always wonder saying who the hell is laughing at this live i'm like hey shut up i bullied them you keep quiet <laughs> <laughs> hey man on that note thank you so much for coming and doing really? this and taking the time out it has been truly like an enriching experience and a feast for the eyes uh, <laughs> <laughs> This is the opposite of body shaming. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you should never get me for a roast, <laughs> because I'll just be like, "You look such a master, but." I love you guys. <laughs> Yeah, but thank you for coming. If you want to follow Karthik and you're not already, what the hell are you doing with your life? <laughs> Go find him on Instagram. Go watch his special Blood Chutney on Amazon. The new one is coming out in June. Second decoction in June. Yeah. Second. Uh, what uh, what platform is it out on? Uh, Amazon. <laughs> okay, then you know where to go and you know how to find it. My name is Akash. This is Karthik Kumar. Thank you so much for coming. Thank Pleasure. you so much. for watching or listening if you're listening to this at home or on your way to the toilet wherever your life is i hope you think of karthik <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 cut <it. laughs> that was fun <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>